Do you want to hear from a young fashion brand that has taken sustainability and purpose, put it at the core of everything they've done and created something truly inspiring? Then keep listening. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. And coming up, we have a really inspiring episode. I'm chatting to a business owner whose business is just 18 months old. And the things she has achieved thus far in the sustainability space are kind of mind blowing. Um, you know, a lot of the the normal stuff is in there, but also she's ticked so many boxes in making the business more sustainable that we didn't have time to get into any all of them. We didn't get into the the charity giving she's doing. We didn't get into the packaging. So there's so much we failed to get into, which you can see on her website, but we covered so much amazing stuff, including some phenomenal things around production of fashion, which she's been working on with her suppliers. She is, as you can guess, I guess, by the fact um, this is such an inspirational one, she is one of those we recruited from the Draper's 30 Under 30 list to come and be on the podcast to, to bring that inspiration for you. Um, and there's lots of tips and suggestions and some very clever app suggestions coming up too. So a very cool episode I'm excited to bring you today. And yes, if you even if you're not in fashion, you're going to learn a lot from this one, I promise you. Before we get into that and meet our guest, please do check out our sponsors. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Clavio account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Krisha Kotak is the founder at Tula and Thai, a loungewear brand responsibly made from recycled and organic materials, hand dyed with eco-friendly dyes and packaged in recycled and reusable bags. Founded in 2020, they attracted over 600 customers in the first year. Hello, Krisha. Hi, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. And um, I think it's truly impressive how you've managed to tick so many of the sustainability boxes and launch launch the business and get it to 600 customers in just 12 months. It's quite phenomenal. Um, We're going to get into lots of that very, very shortly. But first off, how did you get into e-commerce? So my journey started uh, slightly differently in that I had no plans to really start a business. I think I always knew I wanted to start one at some point in my life. But um, Like many others, sadly, I was made redundant from my role in the travel industry right at the beginning of COVID. So for lockdown, I moved back home to Leicester, moved back in with my parents and wasn't really sure what was next. And so 
being in Leicester, um, kind of simultaneously, the city was getting a lot of negative press around garment workers' wages at textiles factories. So I'm not sure if you know, but Leicester's kind of a huge hub for textiles um, production and manufacturing within the UK. And it has a really long history and, you know, a lot of expertise you know, sits within the city still. Um, but at that time, you know, garment workers weren't being paid properly. A lot of factories are being exploited by fast fashion giants. So yeah, the city wasn't in kind of the best place when it came to fashion. And at the same time, I think as the world sort of slowed down and almost stopped, a lot of, you know, the, the impact of our lifestyle was really coming to light. So, you know, fumes from cars, a lot of production in general, but I think manufacturing, production and waste of clothing was really a huge thing that came to light. And I'm sure lots of us have seen those terrible images of, you know, clothes being sent to landfill in deserts in Chile and in Africa and sort of all over. And I think we suddenly became very aware um, of the impact of what we were doing on the planet. So that was all sort of happening, bringing it back to lockdown and me being in Leicester and not having a job. I noticed a huge soaring demand for loungewear because everybody was working from home. A lot of my friends were talking about it. A lot of influencers I follow were posting about their kind of lockdown looks on Instagram. And I decided that I wanted to buy a funky tracksuit to, to wear at home. And, you know, bearing in mind everything else that was going on in the background to do with, you know, non-ethical manufacturing and, you know, terrible waste of uh, clothing within the fashion industry, I decided that I wanted to make a really kind of conscious purchase for myself and started looking for, you know, ethically made, sustainably manufactured tracksuits and very quickly realized that there was such little out there um, that was affordable, that was quite fun and stylish. I found that, you know, the sustainable brands were either extremely expensive or, you know, slightly boring in the sense that it was black or gray or beige and, you know, tie-dye was such a huge trend and I couldn't find you know, a well-made, sustainably produced tie-dye tracksuit. Which is it's kind of mad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it really was. All these trends going on and then you're like, why has no one done this? Exactly. And, you know, I was really looking around and I saw, you know, there were tons and tons of brands starting up lockdown loungewear companies or, you know, tie-dye at home loungewear companies. And I was thinking, nobody's doing this sustainably and so, you know, my parents have worked in the textile industry in Leicester for decades. So I started talking to them about it. And, you know, we wear clothes every day, but I think we never really give much consideration as to how a piece of clothing comes to be. And so it was the first time I'd ever asked them, you know, how was the garment made? Like, what is the process? Talk me through it. And they did. And before I knew it, you know, I didn't have much else going on. So I was researching the difference between different fibres, what's the difference between cotton and polyester? I didn't know, you know, how different dyes work, how manufacturing works. And before I knew it, I was phoning up factories and contacts with my parents and, you know, just researching night and day and decided I'm going to fill this gap and I'm just going to give it a go. And even if it ends up being a few of my friends buying some tie-dye tracksuits, that's what it will be. But you know, luckily it ended up being more than that, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah, I taught myself how to tie-dye. I built a website. I started an Instagram page and I launched Healer and Tie in July 2020. Wow. And I think the, the journey, the research journey you went on mm -hmm. of, you know, looking at the different materials and all the rest of it is something which consumers really struggle with currently, all the different layers. And it can be kind of like that moment of, 
oh God, I don't understand. I think cotton's better than polyester, but I don't know. Or this one's made from recycled water bottles. Is that better? I don't know. Or should I just buy secondhand? Or should I do this? Or, mm-hmm. or and then, then in your, you know, as I read out in your description, dye is important. I didn't know that until I was booking you for this book. I was like, what? I now need to worry about what dye's being used. It's It's exhausting, isn't it? No, it really is. And there's so much conflicting advice out there. You know, when I was reading about what's better, is it better to use a natural fibre such as cotton, but you have to grow it? Or is it better to use a recycled fibre, but it's polyester, so it's still going to be producing the microplastics? And it is a minefield. And I think, you know, sometimes you just have to take the decision that makes the most sense to you. And so for me and for Tudor and Ty's products, I did decide to use polyester that's made from recycled plastic bottles and kind of my thought process with that is the plastic is already out there we're not producing something new it exists in the world and it's just a matter of giving it new life and I think there's so much going on in the circular economy at the moment that is so important to consider there is so much of everything in the world right now and I think the more that we can use it and reuse it and give stuff new life and put it back into circulation the better yeah, it, it's that. Well, there is just we we could talk endlessly about this, yeah. but we're not just here to talk about material choices and and all that side of things. So, let's let's clear up the key parts of Tula and Thai, and then let's get into you know what you've been doing over the last year year and a half. So, where in the world are you, and where are you selling to? So, I am based between London and Leicester in the UK. Um, so, a lot of my production happens in Leicester. The factories are in Leicester, and my stock is in Leicester. But kind of my life is in London. And so I can run a lot of the business from there, the marketing, the social, customer service, and that sort of thing. And I sell absolutely everywhere. So I've had customers from Australia to Canada to various parts of Europe. Wow, very cool. And um, the product, it's purely loungewear, isn't it? That's what you're focused on. Yeah, so it's unisex loungewear a lovely mixture of kind of tie-dye patterns, also some sort of vintage washed look, solid colours as well, because I know that tie-dye is not necessarily for everyone. And yeah, so sweatshirts, sweatpants, t-shirts, and then a few accessories. So during COVID, I was doing face coverings. I make scrunchies from a lot of the sort of sample and dead stock material that unfortunately does come about um, as part of, you know, having a fashion brand. But I wanted to make sure that we have as minimal waste as possible. I love that. Scrunchies from the, from the offcuts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. So you, you can tie in your scrunchie to your tie-dye uh, sweatshirt. Absolutely. It's all about having the kind of the full matching look. Excellent. Okay. And uh, what platform did you pick to start your business on? So I actually started on GoDaddy. Um, So I bought my domain from that and they sent me an email saying, try our website builder, a 30 day free trial. So I thought, sure, let me give it a go. (laughs) And um, I fully intended on, you know, outsourcing the building of my website to somebody else, but just haven't got around to kind of looking for anybody yet. So I was playing around with this website builder and just started throwing ideas kind of onto the page and moving around. And it was really easy to use. And by the end of this 30-day trial, I'd I'd actually got probably 80% of what I wanted already on there. So I thought, let me just continue and this will be my version one of my website. So yeah, I started on that. And then about nine months in, I realized that it didn't necessarily have 
all the tools that I needed to run an efficient e-commerce business. And I think that the GoDaddy e-commerce platform is very new at the time of me building it. Um, so it didn't necessarily have all the functions that I wanted. So just from speaking to a lot of other small business owners, I realized that Shopify was definitely a platform that I needed to be on just in terms of their kind of courier integration, their Instagram shop integration, their analytics, their plugins, everything else was really beneficial. So I made the switch and I did get a web designer involved <laughs> in creating version two of the website, which looks a lot more professional and slick than my version. Yeah, but how cool is it that the, that GoDaddy option, that email you just happened to open from them, gave you the ability to to get started for nine whole months and get your thoughts in place? Because I bet, bet you did so much better a job of briefing and building website two because of everything you'd learned with website one. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I actually think it's so important to kind of any business owner to really know a bit about the back end of their website because, you know, if there's something urgent that ever crops up or a glitch or something that needs changing, I loved that I had full visibility and full control over the whole website and being able to change little things that needed changing. Um, you know, even just down to a product description, if you notice that there was something slightly, you know, incorrect or, you know, wrong with it, it's, it's great to be able to change it yourself and not have to, you know, wait on a, you know, some so many website builders are based across the other side of the globe and, you know, having to wait across time zones for somebody to wake up to change one word in your description is not, it's not ideal. It's not, it's not a good way to be, especially in those early days. And you mentioned obviously one of the reasons you went to Shopify is there are many, many apps and plugins. So are there a couple you'd like to, uh, to uh, recommend to the audience? So I use Clavio for my email marketing, which is a really handy one for sending out my newsletters. And I know you've spoken about it quite a lot on your podcast before, Chloe. Um, and also Syncio. So I've recently started working with a few platforms and different stockists and just being able to sync all of my inventory with them. Um, Syncio has been a saviour. And how are we spelling Syncio? S-Y-N-C-I-O. Literally as it's spelled. That's yeah, novel. That's novel in this place. <laughs> Very cool. I haven't heard of Syncio before, so and so I'll have to go and have a look at that one because a reliable, a reliable product for getting your information to the right places is gold dust in e-commerce. Um, so loving that tip. And um, what does your team look like, Krisha? So the team is just me at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of responsible for marketing, PR, social media customer service I'm a fashion designer as well apparently which is never <laughs> something I ever thought I would say um but honestly I I mean I outsource obviously a lot of the sort of production side of it so while I taught myself to tie-dye and did a lot of that in the initial stages I very quickly realized that my time wasn't necessarily best spent tie-dyeing as fun as it was and as much as I loved it um I realized that I was probably you know better place to be spending my time on the more strategic and growth side of the business but yeah I mean I also do consider my Instagram community as an extension of the team because they are so helpful when it comes to feedback and research for new products and styles and colors I rely on them hugely just with Instagram polls and they're so you know they're part of a, I call them the family they're just great at you know, giving me really honest feedback about what they want. And ultimately, they are the customers. So I should be listening to them. It's brilliant how the social media tools in, have made it so easy to connect with your core customers. And it 
it's certainly, I think it's a big trend we're seeing this year of the community seems to be mentioned by every marketing person going, let's build community, build partnerships with your customers and all the rest of it. But I think it's what, what I find most interesting about it is actually it's one of those tactics where the smaller business can often do an awful lot better at it than the bigger business from day one, because it just comes naturally. Absolutely. And I think people knowing that there's a person behind the brand versus 10,000 employees and a huge kind of corporate structure, you know, they like, you know, slipping a DM across and saying, hey, when are you going to be doing this? Or I would love it if you could do this. And, you know, more often than not, I can't create a whole new line based on one person's request. But as soon as that one person turns into I don't know, 20, 30, 100 people asking for it, then that's something that I can definitely take action on. And, you know, it's it's so nice connecting with the people that buy the brand and that are sold into it because it's such a, it's a purpose-led brand and it's aimed at a very specific type of consumer who, you know, I think that type of consumer is growing and we're seeing a lot more of them, but it's the conscious consumers that are making, you know, very informed decisions about what they're buying. And I think as sustainability sort of, rolled out across industries and across the fashion industry it's these sorts of consumers that are going to know the difference between huge labels that are greenwashing us versus you know small brands that can actually take genuinely sustainable steps to create a low impact product it is very much it certainly feels to me like um the sustainability world the consumers the brands the press everyone is very co-supportive not codependent but co-supportive of each other and it seems a, a space which is very much made for building the community and where the community are going to grow your business for you whether you want them to or not potentially because they, they see the benefit in what truly sustainable businesses are doing and they're looking to be able to say to people like this is really sustainable come and buy this don't buy that buy this 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 would be better for you Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, we were so lucky that kind of during the pandemic, there was such a huge focus on shopping small and supporting small businesses, um, which was amazing. But I think, you know, once you've got those loyal customers, even post pandemic, but now that life is a bit more back to normal and people have other spending priorities, such as going on holiday and going out, they're still there and they want to take your clothes on holiday with them and shout about it to all of their friends. And, you know, even aside from the consumers, the network of small business owners that I've met through starting this journey and on, you know, through starting the business has just been incredible. I'm part of, you know, a few different WhatsApp groups and just that community of, you know, speaking to other sustainable business owners about how they're doing and how they're finding things and just being able to support each other and collaborate on various things has been one of my favorite parts of the process because I think when you're running a business on your own you don't necessarily have a team as a sounding board it's so nice to have another group of people to bounce ideas off and to chat to about various things and they know exactly what you're going through. So I suspect we're, we're here talking I should say about how sustainability is a great benefit to your business mm-hmm. and life in general uh, but I think a lot of businesses think about sustainability, you know, and all the extra research you had to do to find the right suppliers, to find the right cloth, to find the right dyes and so on and so forth. It feels like it's an awful lot more work for you. Dizzy, you sometimes go, 
oh, I wish I could just take, I wish I could just buy in some plastic wrapping you know, or, or something like that. Or is it for you, is it, it, do the benefits and for the business totally make up for that little bit of extra work you put in? So you've hit the nail on the head. There have been so many times when I've just said to myself, <laughs> why can't I just sell some cheap rubbish clothing? <laughs> because it's so much easier than, you know, waiting weeks and weeks for a shipment of a very specific type of fabric or, you know, paying three times the amount for recycled card for my swing tags or whatever it may be. But I made a very conscious decision from day one that I was going to do everything in the most sustainable way possible and that is the whole foundation of my brand it's the ethos of the business and I think I wouldn't really be I wouldn't really be here with the brand I've got without those credentials and I think you know it's so important and I really believe in the product and I think everybody else believes in the product when you can safely say that you're doing everything you can with your resources you know there's it's impossible to say I'm the most sustainable business because of X, Y, and Z. And there's no real kind of checklist of how to be a sustainable business. But I think if you're taking all the steps that you can physically take, that's enough for now. You know, there's no perfection. There's no level of perfection when it comes to sustainability in a business. I think you just have to do what you can. And that is, that's exactly what I'm doing. Excellent. And we've talked about a couple of the ways in which you've been growing the business. We, uh, we've talked quite a bit about that, the Instagram group and working with them. You've also done a lot of really interesting things you've been testing and you've been quite successful around in the world of pop-ups and press and these kind of areas. Obviously, you're doing the email marketing as well. So what, what got you to 600 customers in year one? So I'm from a PR background, which I think was a huge benefit in starting the business because despite it being a completely different type of PR, I was doing PR for hotels kind of across the world, which is a very different product to loungewear. Um, It's about kind of knowing what makes people tick. And I was noticing in the travel world, a huge kind of uptick in people wanting sustainable and meaningful and conscious travels. And I knew that that would kind of translate into the fashion world, especially with kind of everything that was going on in the press at the time of me launching. And I think, you know, just having the contacts within the PR industry, journalism, you know, speaking to a lot of my contacts about the kind of thing that they might be interested in writing about and also seeing what was already being written about was another kind of huge reason why I knew as well as, you know, it being better for the planet. It's a huge reason I knew that I could probably make a sustainable brand succeed more than something that wasn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just kind of talking about it with a lot of my journalist contacts, sending it out to some of my influencer contacts, the brand kind of really just grew from there. And I think PR is often so underrated in business. And while it might not necessarily translate into direct sales, I think the brand awareness that you build, the credibility that you build, you know, even just to see the SEO, sorry, from, um, you know, having it written about on various websites is incredible. And it just creates another brand touch point for your consumers. And I love that you played to your own strengths going into this business as well. I think often, you know, you played to the strengths of what you knew about the market. You played to the strengths of, I've got family connections in this industry. Let's leverage those, which why not, quite frankly. Um, and then you you also went, right, I know a load about PR. Let's bring that into the mix. 
Um, because I think so often people, people kind of like, they go, oh, well, I should do Facebook ads because that's what I should do with no experience in it at all and lose a few grand um, or certainly a few hundred pounds. And one of the great things about starting a brand new business is you get to play to your strengths and find ways to make it work. Um, what have you got coming up? What's on your radar? What's on the to-do list? What's next for your business, Krisha? Um, so I'm actually working on something very exciting at the moment. Um, coming back to the kind of doing everything as sustainably as possible. Um, so I currently import, I, found, I managed to source a supplier, but I import the garments from a factory in Turkey. And while I've, you know, been able to see all their certificates and their credentials about their sustainability, because of the pandemic, I've never been able to physically go out there meet the team, see the factory, see the working conditions. Um, and I've also had a few issues with kind of inconsistent quality with various shipments, with Brexit, shipments being held up at borders. <laughs> and, you know, it's never quite sat 100% well with me that I'm importing these garments from a different country, especially being based in Leicester, where I know that there are thousands of factories on my doorstep. So, I mean, kind of the initial hurdle when I was starting out is, the minimum order quantities that so many factories had, I would go and say, hey, I'd love for you to make me 50 sweatshirts. And they turn around and say, <laughs> our MOQ is 5,000, so good luck. <laughs> and that's kind of how it went. And then as soon as I established that, actually, I have a product that people want. I've got a decent customer base now. And, you know, I'm, I've really set my sights on growth. I continued knocking on the doors of all these factories in Leicester and I finally managed to get a whole new production process in place um, which I will be launching hopefully in the next month or so which will entail every single part of my production process happening within three square miles in Leicester. Wow. So that's going to be um, the fabric being woven, the garments being stitched together, dyed, embroidered, labelled and dispatched all within three square miles. So I've managed to find a really great group of factories um, that can work together on this and just, you know, create a really, really transparent supply chain where I can go in and meet every single person that works on making a Tula and Thai lounge set. I can see the working conditions. I can walk into the factories whenever I want. And it's just amazing having that visibility and being able to show my customers that whole journey you know, it's really going to drastically reduce the carbon footprint, having everything done in such a small radius. And I think, you know, there's so much emphasis on supporting local and making British. And I just think it's, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really cool initiative and something that, I mean, eventually I'd love to be able to make something that other businesses can use as well. You know, once I've got the supply chain in place, there's nothing to say that other small fashion brands can't use the same you know, the same supply chain and the same process to also help reduce their carbon footprint and ensure, you know, really great quality and ethical manufacturing. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of... Bright Pearl by Sage provides a retail operating system for retailers and wholesalers. Their mission is clear. Automate the back office so you can spend your time and money growing your business fearlessly and without limitations. Their built-for-retail features tick every box, including inventory management, order management, warehousing, fulfilment, shipping, 
purchasing, accounting and even retail business intelligence, all enabling easy automation to free up your time to focus on growth. Find out more and book a demo at ecmp.info forward slash brightpearl. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash brightpearl. To put, I want to tell you about Awesome, spelt O-S-O-M-E. They are the experts in organising your e-commerce business accounts so you don't have to worry about filing company reports or paying taxes on time. Awesome accountants take care of all your finance admin and are on hand to answer your questions. It's really easy to link your online store, bank accounts and payment systems to the Awesome app, which then keeps track of your spending, profits and financial performance in real time, giving you peace of mind and saving you time too. Plus, using the Awesome system will save your business thousands of pounds every year. To get a demo and find out how much time and money Awesome could save you, go to ecmp.info forward slash awesome, fill in your details and hit the let's go button. Make sure you use the link ecmp.info forward slash awesome, that's O-S-O-M-E, as it will automatically add a coupon to save you £110. Your business forward. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick wins for taking our business to the next level. Um, Krisha, we know from what you were just telling us about the three square mile production system that you're setting up that you are interested in helping other businesses. So whilst you're building on that one, here's some opportunities for you to do that with the top tip. So you're ready for these? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Um, so mine would have to be Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett, who is very quickly becoming a household name. Um, but I just found it a really interesting one in terms of his mindset towards his business and just creating a really healthy relationship with success. And I think you know, my biggest takeaway is that you can still be very ambitious, but while really celebrating and appreciating the small milestones along the way. I have to say, the more I become fully aware of him, the more I think he has a very cool brain, you know? I completely agree. I really do. And, you know, for, it's kind of ironic that somebody so young and with such a huge social following very openly talks about how toxic social media can be for us as humans, for us as businesses. Um, but he just kind of wants to use it in a really positive way. Yeah. I, but I, I hadn't yet got a copy of his book. So that's clearly going on my wish list very, very shortly. Um, okay, Krisha, the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you really prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, so I've kind of already touched on this one, but it's got to be, it's got to be ironically press. Um, and I think lots of businesses don't necessarily value PR um, which I really do I think just traditional PR is so 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 important and like I say it might not always necessarily convert into hundreds of sales straight away Um, just building that kind of brand awareness and trust with consumers is so 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 important and there's that kind of age-old argument of you know advertising versus PR and you know whether somebody voluntarily writing about you 
you know, has more impact than you paying for that same space. Um, and yeah, I just think, you know, there have been some pieces of PR where I've seen huge amounts of traffic and it's converted directly into sales. So yeah, PR, so valuable. Would highly recommend any business to invest if they can, even in, there are tons of freelancers out there that can do it for a fraction of the price of a huge agency. So definitely worth looking into. Excellent. Um, and the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration collaboration tool, even a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah. So I use an app called Preview, um, which is an Instagram feed planning app. And I just find it really helpful to kind of lay out my Instagram feed, plan my captions, my hashtags, and keep the aesthetic nice and consistent and looking pretty. Excellent. Any Anything that makes Instagram easier, we are interested in. Um, the growth top tip then, if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I would also like to know <laughs> how to grow that much, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I think kind of where I've seen the biggest shift is knowing when to relinquish control and pass certain parts of the process over to somebody else. Um, and it's like I was saying earlier, it's kind of knowing where your strengths lie and using your time in the most efficient and valuable way to play on those. So, you know, anything that can give me more hours in the day is extremely valuable, which I'm sure every other business owner in the world will agree with. Um, so, you know, the moment I kind of decided to hand over the dyeing process to a factory and, you know, focus those hours on growing the business, I definitely saw the results. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but trying to find ways to free up your time never ends. <laughs> um, I, Definitely feeling the pain of that on myself at the moment. Um, but I don't have a dying process to outsource. But anyway, my problems. Krisha, uh, you've been a fantastic guest. Before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Absolutely. So my website is tularandtie.com. So that's T-U-L-A-A-N-D-T-Y-E.com. And the Instagram handle is at tularandtie. Excellent. Thanks, Krisha. And I say anyone who's looking at creating a better Instagram account should definitely go and check out the Tula and Ty Instagram account because it looks it looks awesome. It looks better than an Instagram profile should look, if that makes sense. Um, and it's some really great content in there as well. Oh, thank you so much. So, Krisha, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for sharing so much of, of the, your experience thus far. And I can't wait to see the impact of you, you know, getting that whole in-country production line working and the impact it does for other people as well. Very, very cool. So um, congrats and thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Chloe. Speak to you soon. So how amazing is, I guess everything Krisha was saying about there, but I think that creating a production system that goes from thread through to dispatched parcel that all happens within three square miles is a phenomenal achievement for a business that's only in its first 18 months of being around. Um, we actually recorded this podcast in very early March. There's a chance that's already up and running. And I know she told me when we weren't recording some very exciting things he's got planned for that launch. So that may well be sitting on the Instagram account and on the website right now. But 
an amazing achievement to do that. And I think quite inspirational for the rest of us as to what can actually be achieved. Other key things I would like to take from that episode were um, focusing in on her, her key strengths. So hitting the PR piece hard because A, it was the business is a great story and B, it's where she had contacts and ability. But she's also put in place key areas which we know are really powerful in e-commerce at the moment around email marketing, around um, getting the website working well, getting the product right, the whole sustainability story, and of course, that community piece and looking after your kind of ambassador customers as well. So a lot of good insight there. I can't wait to see where Krisha takes this business because I think it's going to be, um, it's going to have huge impact both within the business itself and I think beyond into many others. So I hope you, you've enjoyed uh, this episode. You can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to the things we mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on many of the many, many other things I share to help you improve your business. If you liked this episode, then um, something which not everybody knows is if you go to the e-commerce master plan website and scroll down to the footer, you will find various links to pages where I've grouped together episodes on various topics because we do now have nearly 400 episodes. So it can be quite hard to find the ones that are most relevant to you. And we have a page about Shopify sites. We have a page about startups. We've got a page about fashion. We've got a page about one person businesses. You can go and you can tap in and listen to all the episodes that fit in that specific part that you're interested in. So, um, so go and have a look, you know, if you, if the fashion bit resonates with you, if the uh, one person business piece re- resonates with you, or if the Shopify piece or the startups, you can go and you can really binge on that exact type of content via the website. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every single week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. That's becoming more sustainable. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and do not forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Clavio comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K L A 